The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran. Welcome. November is definitely underway. I want to invite you to dive deep into our dream world today. That is the conversation that we are going to be having with Dr. Christopher Souten. And before we get into that, I just want to let you know that the latest issue of 1111 Magazine is out. It is free. It is digital. And you can partake of this each and every month. There are some amazing individuals that are featured this month. And there is a lot that you can grow through. The theme is Grateful Heart. And it's the perfect month to have that. In addition, if you find yourself too busy to sit down and read the digital magazine online and you want to partake of all of this scrumptiousness, I would love to introduce you to 1111 on audio. It is now available. It makes it easy, provides you meditations, intentions, life coaching, inquiry questions, and action steps, along with wonderful articles to feed your mind, nourish your heart and spirit. Would you like a free sample of that? If so, then text 1111 to 443-641-1110. That's 443-641-1110. Just text 1111 and I'll get you your free sample today. We are going to be talking about dreams and why should we pay attention to our dreams? Well, our dreams are trying to guide us, but do you understand what they're saying? Dream working provides a practical process for connecting your dreams to your life, helping you to understand the profound requests that come while you sleep. Christopher Souten shares five steps to receiving the inner guidance of our dreams. Catch, clarify, orient, connect, and respond. With hands-on techniques, examples from his own psychotherapy practice, and guidance for working with 14 common dream motifs, this information in the book, Dream Working, will allow you to facilitate dream work for psychological and spiritual transformation. So whether a dream wants you to take action, improve your understanding, or make specific changes, you can rest assured that it is leading you to new perspectives and fulfilling resolutions. Dr. Christopher Souten holds a BA from the University of Toronto and is a doctor of naturopathic medicine. He is licensed as a registered psychotherapist, in Ontario, and he teaches DreamWorks seminars for healthcare practitioners and runs a private healthcare practice specializing in naturopathy, homeopathy, and counseling. Welcome, Christopher, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be on the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. I wrote a book called Conversations with the Universe, and I talk about how signs and symbols are in everything, and that it is an opportunity for us to get to know ourselves, but I use our waking world to do this. You are talking about our dream world and the many messages that are available to us through this other type of world that we experience that 
might even be more real than the one we have in our waking time. Why is it that we should pay attention to our dreams? Well, you mentioned it earlier in your introduction. I think the reason is because there is a guidance being offered from some, some part of ourselves, and people have many different names for it, an inner guide, an inner self, an inner voice, uh, the unconscious, whatever you want to call it. There's, there's something in us which is very intelligent and very communicative, and it does try to communicate us with us uh, in many different ways, of course, and dreams are not the only way, but they are a way that is available to everybody every night. And so my, I've been interested since the mid-1980s in, in the kind of this communicative and guiding aspect of the unconscious that comes through dreams. And, you know, it's, not everyone believes in it. A lot of people have a very, very little relationship with their own dream life. And that's something that's always puzzled me and frustrated me a bit. And, you know, even people who would like to have a better relationship with their dream life, they would like to have more dream recall, and they would like to be in better communication with this inner part of themselves. They're frustrated because they, they just don't have much dream recall. And, you know, that's a practical problem that uh, I, I address in my book, uh, and, you know, how to get your dream life going if, it, if it's not going. And there's a, a number of practical things we can do. Maybe we can talk specifically about those at some point during the show because for a lot of people that, that is the problem. And for other people, you know, they just don't believe in it. They, they don't believe that their dreams are, uh, are coming from an intelligent and communicative part of their self, of themselves. So, well, especially especially now when it seems like the veils between this world and other worlds is thinning and thinning, and that too would even mean our dream world. Is it that some people don't dream, or are we all dreaming, just not recalling or not present necessarily yeah. to the dreams that no, are taking we, place? No, we're all dreaming. That that sleep research tells us that with certainty, we're dreaming you know, on average, five periods of dreaming per night. And, but the, the variation is in how much we remember those dreams and also in what we actually do with them, you know, whether we take them seriously or not. There's, there's a tremendous spectrum from people who never remember any dreams to people who remember multiple dreams per night and actually have too much dream material. And there's a big spectrum from people who take their dreams very seriously and act on them. And at the other end of the spectrum, people who feel they're absolute rubbish and chaos. So, you know, there's everything, everything on the spectrum. And I, you know, I now have a reputation as a dream worker. So I get a lot of people who are intrigued with their dream life but would, would like to get more out of it coming to me. And I can tell you it's, it's a very, very interesting job. And so for those individuals that are not experiencing dreaming or not remembering as much or having the clarity of dreams, is this something that they can invite 
from their subconscious to be more remembered or more present to. Absolutely. It is, it's a matter of intention, like so many things. You know, if, if you want to get more of something and you really ask for it, you, you will get more of it. But that's, you know, we could say people talk about the law of attraction or we could just say the law of intention. So set, set the intention to remember a dream and you will be much more likely to remember one. And here's another trick for people who want to get their dream recall going. Work with an old dream. Even if it's very old, years old or decades old, that's fine. If you have a dream that still stays with you for some reason, it's probably still important. And it may have an important message for you. But at the very least, if you work with that old dream, you'll be kind of priming the whole pump to send you a new dream. That's one of the most effective things you can do. So look back through your old dream journal if you have one or just through your memory and pick an old dream that that still seems a bit mysterious or still has some power and go back into it. So but, now my my dream method actually is is very non-interpretive. It's it's called a re. It's one of the re-entry methods, by which I mean that you're actually re-entering the dream in your imagination, as if you're going back into a play or a movie and experiencing it again. So, do that with your old dream, and see what happens. That, that, in my experience, is one of the most potent things you can do to, to stimulate your dream recall. Now, you write in the book that much of the stuckness that plagues us in both our waking lives and in our dreams is rooted in brain function. The new mm-hmm. science of neuroplasticity has shown us how it is possible to adapt and develop new neural patterns, but the converse is also true. The human brain can get mired in repetitive and dysfunctional patterns very easily, as anyone battling an addiction or a bad habit can attest. You, you just talked about going back into the dream from the imagination standpoint. So is this yep. a merging of dream science and also the, the psychoanalytical or the psycho-spiritual type of work to, to discern what it is that the soul or, or the, the mind is trying to relate to us through the dreams? Well, it's, you know, I would say I, I don't use the word psychoanalysis or psychoanalytic or even, I don't use analysis or interpretation very much because they're, they're all words that have a lot of baggage and, and a lot of associations. And for me, the key idea is to re-experience your dream rather than interpret your dream. And it's a very, very important difference for me. And people get a lot more out of dreams when they re-experience them rather than interpret them. So just to clarify the difference, if, if you stand outside a dream and look at it and say, ooh, that's interesting, what does that mean? You're, you're in an interpretive mindset. You're, you're trying to figure out the meaning, which is absolutely fascinating. But contrast that with 
not standing outside the dream looking at it, wondering what it means, but going back into it as if it were a movie and starting it up again and experiencing it again so that you're actually in it. And you do this while you're awake using your visual imagination and your feeling imagination. And that brings you to a point where, you know, the dream is actually still alive. It's not a relic or an old thing that you're trying to figure out the meaning of. It's actually a living thing, and it still can move forward, and you can actually change it. And some of the most profound dream work is done when you go back into a dream and you change it a little bit. And that sounds as if instead of looking at it and trying to get caught up in the mind or the ego's uh, definition of things, we're allowing ourselves to re-engage with the feelings as well. And and are the feelings almost um, either equal to or more important than even the symbology of what what would have been analyzed in the other method? Yeah, the feelings are very important for, for many reasons. It's, you know, the emotional charge, the voltage of a dream is often one of the most reliable signs that, that it's important and that you should prioritize it and, and work with it. And so, and the other thing is, it's often what helps us remember a dream. I mean, a lot of people, they, they don't remember 99% of their dreams. They, the only ones they remember are the ones with high emotional voltage usually frightening ones, but, or, or, you know, blissfully euphoric ones. Those are the only ones that kind of have enough voltage to, to wake them up and go, oh, wow, I had an amazing dream. And then they'll remember that. So, yeah, so the emotion is very important, and it's also important because it helps connect to your life. It helps bridge the connection so you can have a sense of what the dream is asking you for. For example, if, you know, one of the most common dreams in our culture is the driving difficulty dream, where you're in a vehicle, but there's some problem with the way the vehicle is being driven. Either you're not at the wheel, or you're trying to drive from the back seat, or the brakes don't work, or you're going too fast, or the steering doesn't work, or the car is falling apart or you have no idea where you're going or you're going up a steep hill and you can't see. These are all extremely common dreams. And in all of these dreams, there's usually a strong emotion. And so you can, you can connect, start to connect the dream to your life by looking at the emotion. Okay, if you're lost and you're driving and you're completely lost... Where in your life do you feel like you're trying to get somewhere and you're completely lost? That's what we call a feeling bridge. You're, make, you're trying to make a bridge from the feeling in the dream to the feeling in your waking life. And once you can do that, you're, you, know, you have a sense of what the dream is trying to communicate to you. What can we gain from looking at our dreams? How can dream insights benefit us in our search for a better health and well-being? These are legitimate questions, and Dr. Christopher Souten says that there are five premises for doing so. We have an unconscious part of our mind. 
Our unconscious mind is larger than our conscious mind, and it knows more. Our unconscious mind attempts to communicate with our conscious mind in various ways. Some of these communications are benign and potentially helpful. These communications often occur in the form of dreams. If you accept these five premises, then it's only a short step to the following conclusion, and that is that we all possess an inner guide that tries to help us by sending us messages in our dreams. Dream-based therapies attempt to tune in the voice of this inner guide so that we can hear the messages and understand and respond to them. This is from the book Dream Working, How to Listen to the Inner Guidance of Your Dreams by Dr. Christopher Souten. You can find out more about his work on dream working and all of the other things that he offers by going to his website, ChristopherSouten.com. That's Christopher, S-O-W-T-O-N.com. We'll be right back after these messages. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. 
Definitely check out my own three books. If you go to my website, imsimran.com, Conversations with the Universe speaks to how the world is always talking to you, showing you more of you. Your journey to enlightenment is about stepping out of conformity and into courage and reclaiming the innocence, wonder, and vision of the divine child. And finally, your journey to love is a cold, hard look at the warm heart, the divine heart, the place that we need to go to bridge the light and the shadow within us. So I invite you to explore those as well. My guest today is Dr. Christopher Souten, and he is the author of Dreamworking. He is an individual that has done work with many, many people to assist them in understanding their dreams, in diving more deeply into them, into tapping into their own inner guide and the feelings that come from these beautiful language that the subconscious is trying to give to us. He holds a BA from the University of Toronto and is a doctor of naturopathic medicine Along with homeopathy and counseling, he teaches DreamWork seminars for healthcare practitioners and runs a private healthcare practice as well. You can find out more at ChristopherSouten.com. And once again, the name of the book is DreamWorking. How are dreams made? How do they come into existence? Who or what organizes the contents of the sleeping mind into the form of a story filled with skillfully chosen metaphors and delivers it as a message to the waking ego self? This is in all likelihood one of those questions that can never fully be answered because it verges on the paradox that we only have our own minds to try to understand how our own minds work. These great mysteries will always be running a few steps ahead of us, but with assistance like this book, Dreamworking, and the insight from Dr. Christopher Souten, you can get closer and closer to interpreting what your mind is trying to tell you and show you about you. Uh, Christopher, as we move into the book and we go beyond the five premises and you start to assist individuals in understanding that use of feelings and emotions and you take them into the imaginative aspects of the dream to make it alive again, as you say, we come across many dream metaphors or qualities of the dream. How do we use the metaphor or the different associations that take place in the dream to then further help us in our waking life? Well, you know, associations are, are often critical. With, so every single thing that appears in the dream, you, if, you're, if you're trying to help somebody understand their dream, you need to know what their associations are for that thing. For example, if, if they dream of a wolf, then it's, it, it's important to know what they associate with the wolf. So you just... You simply ask them, you know, what when you think of a wolf, what comes to mind, or what do you feel, or what are the three words you would use to describe a wolf? So that's that's what I mean by associations. Or if they dream about their friend Dave, then you need to know what the associations with their friend Dave are. So why why is he appearing in the dream? Probably because he. He has some important qualities that are are symbolically being used in the dream. So when you are trying to help somebody understand a dream, you need the feelings, which we were talking about just before the break. What are the feelings in the dream? What are the associations in the dream? And what is the setting of the dream? That's often very important. And what are the events? You know, usually when you say, oh, tell me a dream, or somebody says, I want to tell you a dream, they just tell you the story of the dream. So that's just the events of the dream. 
but they often leave out the setting, the feelings, and the associations. So to get a really thorough snapshot of a dream so you can start to work with it, you need all four of those things. So I, I use the acronym CEFA, S-E-F-A, Setting, Events, Feelings, and Associations, just to remind myself that that's what we need to get in a position where we can start working with the dream. And when we're looking at dreams and we use these four components, is there a certain goal that we're after in, in terms of, of really engaging with the conversation that's there? Yeah, well, we're, we're after a good, clearly remembered dream that we can now invite the person to go back into, like we were talking about before, to, to re-enter the dream. So when, it, when somebody tells me a dream, I want to make sure we have a good, well-remembered, working dream, which has a communicative aspect to it. And then we'll pick that one, and then I will invite the person to, I'll say something like, okay, would you like to now go back into the dream at the point where such and such happened? And they will... Then in their visual imagination, while they're awake, they'll, they'll re-enter the scene. And, and lo and behold, if it's a well-remembered dream, it comes alive again. You know, the whole thing is like you're right back in it. And, it, and the, the action is ready to go. So that, you know, now this is what I mean by you can, you can dream the dream forward. You don't just look at it as an artifact that's complete, you can actually start to move it forward. So, you know, a lot of dreams end suddenly and the person wakes up and, you know, often it's because of fear or fright and they're, they're glad they woke. In fact, often they try to wake themselves up because it's so frightening. But often... It's also true that they'll wake up at a time when something absolutely wonderful is happening and they wish that they didn't wake up or they'll, they'll wake up when something very exciting is happening and they wish they could have more of it. Well, the thing is, you can have more of it in, in all these scenarios. There's nothing that says you, you can't go back into the dream and let it move forward. And you can do that for many, many reasons. One of them is just to experience it more fully and to gather more information about what it's saying. But another one is you, you can actually change the outcome. And this is now referring back to what we were talking about, the, the neuroplasticity before the dreams, dreams that show stuckness. You particularly want to use this this technique of changing the dream or dreaming the dream forward when, when it has a stuckness in it. And believe me, a lot of dreams depict stuckness. They have a repetitive, frustrating quality. It's like, you know, you've had this dream many, many, many times, and it, it always has the same frustrating, negative feeling tone. Well, what you can do is go right back into it and start to change it. One of the most common examples would be the school dream, where you're back at your old school or college, and there's a negative feeling of something like you're late for class, you're not going to graduate, you're not going to pass a test, you haven't been going to class, or many, many versions of it. 
This is almost a universal dream in our culture. So we notice when doing a lot of dream work is that this kind of dream tends to be very repetitive and it doesn't change much. So you, your job now is to go back into it and change it. And you do that by re-entering the dream and then you have to catch yourself. You have to bring an element of awareness and consciousness. So you go, oh, wait a minute. I'm not at my old college. I haven't been there for decades. I don't need to be here. So you're bringing in, you're bringing in an element of possible new outcome. And then if you decide you want to stay in your college and go find somebody or do something, well, you can do that. Or if you decide you, you don't want to be at your old college anymore, you can find the door and imagine walking out and leaving it behind you. And this has a very, very powerful effect on your unconscious. It's, it's like the signaling to your unconscious that, no, you, you don't have to be here again and again. You don't have to suffer this repetitive negative feeling because you can just leave and walk away from it. And now that you've imagined doing that, you've shown your brain that it's possible. And then things start to change. So I think working with repetitive dreams that show an old stuck pattern is one of the best, most rewarding kinds of dream work you can do because it just opens the door for new possibilities. Now, you list repetitiveness as one of the good qualities of good work, working dreams in a good way. Coherence is another way that you have said is an important quality to have in a good yep. working dream. What are some of the other qualities that allow for a good working dream? Well, the, the other thing to look out for is the emotional voltage. You know, if, if something comes with a packed with emotion, it's very likely going to be an important dream to work with. And keep in mind, it doesn't have to be positive emotion. It's, it's very often negative emotion, and fear, fear is probably the most common thing. And you know what? A lot of people get scared of working with their dreams because they have a fearful emotional tone, and they just don't want to go back into it. They, they don't want to be re-traumatized by it. They just, they're running as fast as they can in the other direction. But what you should do if you have frightening dreams or nightmares, especially if they're repetitive, you should bring onto the radar the possibility that this dream is asking you to try something new. It's asking you to imagine a new outcome. So to use the very common example of being pursued by a threatening or frightening figure, which is, again, an almost universal dream. Many people have dreamed this type of dream repeatedly for years and years and years. And that the tendency is to, if you don't do something proactive, the tendency is for the dreams just to keep on going. And... So people have suffered these recurring nightmares for a whole lifetime and they've never really done anything about it, which is a real shame. So what you can do is, again, you, you re-enter the dream, you catch yourself, and you say, wait a minute, 
I don't need to be afraid of this person. Why am I always running away from this person? I'm going to turn around and confront them. And then you visually, in your visual imagination, while you're awake, you imagine turning around and looking at this frightening figure that's been pursuing you for years in your dreams. And you look at it right in the face and you say, who are you? What do you want? And you'll see when you do that, things will start to change. So all of a sudden you've changed this very old repetitive pattern of being too frightened to face this thing, whatever it is. And we we have no idea what it is until we're brave enough to face it and start, start to find out what it is. If your dream is a message, then what is the purpose of the message? Why did something or someone bother to send it to you? What do they want from you? These questions take you beyond the realm of understanding the dream and into the realm of responding to it. A response can be anything, anything you actually decide to do because of an insight obtained from your dream. The most common kind of response would be to resolve to change your behavior or attitude as a result of understanding a dream message, but there are many other possibilities. This is from the book Dream Working by Dr. Christopher Souten, How to Listen to the Inner Guidance of Your Dreams. You can find out more about his work and all of the things that he does at ChristopherSoughton.com in addition to many of the events and classes or working directly with him. Once again, that's ChristopherSoughton.com. We'll be right back after these messages. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I am Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support? More financial flow with less effort. Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great, have more energy, sleep better, gently detox, lose unhealthy weight and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11. 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized. 
so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Don't forget to get your free sample of 1111 on audio. I'm sure you're going to love all of the jam-packed information. Once again, you can text 1111 to 443-641-1110. That's texting 1111 to 443-641-1110. I am with Dr. Christopher Souten, and we are talking about his book, Dreamworking. It is an opportunity for you to learn how to work with your dreams, how to go into the feelings, emotions, and energetics of it, how to go back into the imagination and bring it back to life. Whether you are dreaming nightmares or having blissful dreams, you have an opportunity to allow them to be in service to you. Dr. Souten, I want to talk a little bit about um, something that I have always heard in regard to dreams, and that is that every part of the dream is actually us uh, showing us something about ourselves, what we associate with that piece. In the book, you have a tip that says you can be any aspect of your dream, and you call it be the part technique. Talk a little bit about that, and is there a distinction between what I stated before and the way you do it, and which is, if there is, is there a better method that we should always stand by? Well, yeah, this is, this is a very critical point. I'm glad you brought it up. First of all, uh, I don't think it is true that everything in the dream is an aspect of us. Uh, a lot of things in the dream are, are representing an aspect of us, but not everything, because it is possible to dream about other people who affect us and other things that affect us. So, I, you know, for me... In, my experience has shown me it's roughly 75-25. In other words, 75% of the things that appear in your dream are playing a role. They're playing a part of you. But the other 25% of the time, they're, they are representing something external to you or someone in your life that you care about or someone who's affecting you or something that's affecting you. So, So don't... Don't be rigid about it. A, a, something that appears in a dream can be inner, that is a part of you, or outer. And you have to usually keep the door open to both and, until you're sure. So uh, that's, that's what I call the inner-outer guideline. So, uh, and it, it's, it's very important to, to uh, ask yourself... For example, if you dream about a large dog that's appeared suddenly and is menacing and threatening you, then that could be an aspect of you, or it could be a depiction of someone who's menacing in your life 
and that you're, you're afraid of encountering. So keep it open. Now, the be the part technique is it, it's something you can do whenever you're stuck in dream work and you're kind of, it's bogging down and you're not sure if you're getting anywhere. Then pick a part of the dream and it can be any part. It doesn't need to be a human figure. It can be an animal. It can be a cloud or a, a feature of the landscape or even one, one of the feelings in the dream. You, you can pick anything and you can switch your identification from being you to being that thing. For example, I was working with a woman recently who had a dream of a black funnel cloud, like a, a tornado cloud that was that was approaching, and, and she was trying to rush everyone inside and down into the basement. So one very effective way to work with a dream like that is to, to be the funnel cloud. Just, just pretend. So here you're, you're acting, you're pretending, you're, you're just trying on to see what it's like to be the funnel cloud in your dream. And I usually get people to say out loud, I am the funnel cloud. And then I set up a question for them. I am appearing in Mary's dream because, and I'm going to continue to approach Mary's dream house because, or I'm I'm going to remain in her dreams until she, you know, set up a question like that. And then what it does is it, it, it invites the person to switch perspective from their normal ego perspective into a, per, a completely different perspective. And they usually will be able to get a sense of what the meaning of that funnel cloud is in their life by doing that. So it's, it's a very effective technique, and it's just one, one thing that you can keep in your bag of tricks when you're working with a dream. Now, you also talk about, and you've divided in the book, you've organized the dream motifs into 14 different groups, and you have sections devoted to each of those. Talk a little bit about um, why you've divided them up into these and, and maybe go into a couple of the motifs and the significance and how that would be utilized. Sure. The, the reason I did that is simply because familiarity gives brings recognition, and, and in other words, if you recognize something, if you recognize a familiar motif in a dream, you're, first of all, you're much more likely to remember it, and you're also much more likely to connect it to your life in, in some meaningful way. So that's why, you know, I get, I get people to read specific chapters that are related to the types of dreams they're having, and then they, they become much more familiar with that type of dream motif and with the, the psychology, the kind of psychodynamics that are related to that type, type of motif. For example, the shadow motif. Now, I'm using the word shadow in the Jungian sense, meaning a repressed or disowned part of oneself or just a part that hasn't fully emerged yet that we don't know much about and we're usually quite frightened of. So remember I was talking about just a few minutes ago the menacing figure chasing you or, or the scary figure knocking at the door. These are usually shadow parts. In other words, they, 
are true parts of self, but they have not yet been integrated, and the dreamer is afraid of them. And that, that's very typical in the human psyche, is that we're afraid of new parts of ourselves or emerging parts of ourselves or even repressed and suppressed parts of ourselves. We don't recognize them as parts of self. We, we tend to fear them and disown them. And they will appear in the dreams usually as threatening, menacing figures or negative figures. But they're actually not negative at all. They're, they're potentially very positive because they're on the cusp of our growth, our own personal growth. They're a new part of us that's trying to emerge. So when you have a dream like that of a menacing or threatening figure, or, or just a figure that you have a very strong negative feeling about, always ask yourself, is it possible this is a shadow part of me? This, this is a, a part of me that's still in the shadows. I don't know much about it yet, but it's trying to, it's trying to come in. It's trying to come into my sense of who I am, my sense of self, and, and work with it in that way. And the best way to work with it is, again, by within the dream. Go back into the dream, and when you hear the knock on the door and you see this scary figure outside the door, don't do what you usually do, which is to go hide in the closet or under the bed or, or try to lock all the, the windows and doors and phone the police. Don't do that. Try something different. Catch yourself and say, wait a minute, I... I don't need to be so frightened of this figure. I'm actually going to go to the door and I'm going to imagine that there's a little intercom through the door and a glass pane and I can see the figure and I can also talk to them. I don't have to open the door yet, but I might. But I'm just going to, I'm going to learn something about who this figure is that's knocking at my door. And then when you do that, again everything starts to change because you're, you're now moving this, this whole development forward. Your, your psyche is actually evolving as you do this because you're opening the door to a part of yourself that is trying to emerge. And it's very exciting work. It's it often a bit scary at first, but it's very exciting because immediately you notice that you feel different that you, all of a sudden you're more energized and more whole because you have this new part of you that you've now let come in. It's very exciting. Well, and you've, you've, definitely, you've definitely, through the book, you have, have provided some in-depth uh, information on each of these motifs and really how to work through that. I have a question in regard to children and particularly parents mm-hmm. that are dealing with children when it comes to them having nightmares and any of the information provided in this book, should children be handled differently? Well, they, they need help, that's for sure. They're, you know, if a child is having nightmares, they're, they're going to be very, very disinclined to, to want to even talk about them, let alone go back into them. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do that unless there was some somebody with them, you know, doing it with them and encouraging and supporting them. And then, but then they will do it. 
So that, that's where we need active dream worker. And the parent, of course, could be the dream worker in this case. And they often will be because they're, the, the, they are on the front lines. They are the person in the morning that the child is going to be telling their scary dream to. So unfortunately, though, most parents don't, don't really know what to do. They'll, they'll usually just try to you know, ease the child's suffering and say, well, don't worry, that was just a dream. That, that's not real, which is true in one sense. But in another sense, they're missing an opportunity to do a very real piece of work that would be very helpful to their child. And, you know, children's nightmares are very often of this type that we've been just talking about, the shadow type, because mm-hmm. new parts of the child are emerging all the time, and they're often very frightening parts. I was working with a, a 12-and-a-half-year-old girl once who had a very scary dream of teenagers hopping over the fence in her backyard and running towards her house and trying to get in. She had the characteristic response in a shadow dream, which is to run around frantically trying to secure all the doors and lock everything and the windows so they couldn't get in. But then when we worked with this dream, there, these teenagers were actually not that scary. They were just teenagers. And, and as we worked with it, it became clear that this, they were actually just the part of herself that was becoming a teenager that we, she was not accustomed to and somewhat frightened of because, just because it was new. And so the, doing this dream work where she actually let the, one of the teenagers come in and nothing bad happened. In fact, something good happened. Then through that work, she was, she was able to realize that she was changing and she was becoming a teenager herself. So that's, that's a good example of shadow work. It's all about opening the door to the new parts of yourself that are trying to come in. One other area I wanted to go into was also in regard to lucid dreaming, because you're talking about going into dreams and making them alive again and placing oneself inside of the dream to where you really feel it. My experience of lucid dreaming is you do feel alive in the dream. You're remembering, you're experiencing it as it's happening, and there is this middle point of wake and sleep that is taking place can you explain a little bit about lucid dreams and how they differ from traditional dreams in what they're trying to express to us and what we should do with them? Yeah, they're, they're, they are a wonderful type of dream. Unfortunately, not everyone is able to do lucid dreaming. Uh, it, it does seem to be something that some people are naturally more adept at than other people, and I'm not sure why that is. But some people report that without even working at it or practicing it at all, they, they had many lucid dreams even early in their life. And other people have never had one in their life. So it's one of those things, it's, it's a bit mysterious why it should be that way. But a lucid dream is a dream where you are aware that you're in a dream while you're dreaming. So you're asleep but you realize, oh, this is a dream. And therefore, I could 
influence the outcome of what is happening in the dream. So it has two aspects. One is awareness, and the other one is the ability to influence what's happening in the dream. And what a lot of people do when they become lucid and they're, they become aware that they're dreaming is that they want to fly, so they immediately jump up in the air and start to fly around. And this is what I usually do when I'm lucid. And it's so much fun. It's so exciting. But unfortunately, that excitement sometimes wakes me up. And the other thing is that the excitement distracts me from the fact that I'm lucid. So I forget that I'm lucid. So I'm only lucid for a few seconds in the dream, and then it goes back into a regular dream. So it is, it's, you know, it's difficult, but apparently it's a very practicable skill. So if you want to develop the skill to do lucid dreaming or to improve your lucid dreaming skills, for example, like being able to sustain your lucidity for longer, then uh, you, you can work on it. And there is a wonderful book called, by Robert Wagoner called Lucid Dreaming, Gateway to the Inner Self which you can look at if you want to see what some of the techniques are to improve your lucid dreaming. But my, my technique, in a way, is very related to lucid dreaming, this re-entering the dream. It's like you are trying to imitate the lucid dreaming scenario, only you're doing it while you're awake. You're, so you're, you're using a remembered dream that you had, and you and you're going back into it while you're awake. But that's very similar to a lucid dream. You're, in a way, you're, you're doing an imitation of lucid dreaming, but you can actually do it while you're awake. And it, it has the same results in terms of personal growth and being able to change repetitive patterns and stuckness. So e- even if you, you're not a very adept lucid dreamer, that's okay, don't worry, because you can do the same thing and achieve the same results by working with your dreams while you're awake. Thank you, Christopher, for helping us to understand dream working and allowing it to be more powerful in our lives. Dream work has such great potential, but for its full potential to be realized, it must be woven right into the fabric of our daily lives, and this requires some dedication and practice. It is well worth the investment of time and effort. It is one of the most transformative disciplines that human beings can engage in. You can find out more about Christopher Souten at ChristopherSouten.com. And you'll find his book, Dream Working, How to Listen to the Inner Guidance of Your Dreams, his blog, his services, and everything that he is a part of. If you are excited to engage in the steps and the motifs of dream working and allowing yourself to receive the inner guidance that allow for catching, clarifying, orienting, connecting, and responding, then I invite you to pick up his book, Dream Working, so that you can have a hands-on technique and a guide for working with all of what your dreams are trying to tell you. Once again, that is ChristopherSouten.com. My guest next week will be Douglas Knoll, and he has written a book called De-Escalate, How to Calm Someone in 90 Seconds or Less. And we are at a time in this world where that could be a really wonderful skill to have. So I hope you'll join me. Until then, in love, of love, with love and as love, I am Simran. Be well. 
Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.